Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. How's everybody doing? Good? Glad you're here this morning. Great to be with you. Um, how's everybody's Father's Day? Was it good? We had a, we had a great, we had a little, whoop, we good? A little feedback. Uh, yeah, we had a great Father's Day. All the kids were over and we had this, what was this game? Like, she ordered this game for me for Father's Day. It's what? Called what? Crossnet. I, I don't know. She, like, I, she's like on all these games. She orders this game. What? Hudson? Oh, you're the champion. Okay, just let us know. Thank you for your, your humility. Thank you. Anyway, so we went to the park, and we played this game called Crossnet, and uh, yeah, we had a blast. I was like so down on them, like, ah, why do you buy these stupid games for us? We'll never play them, and and I reluctantly went and had a blast, so thank you for your foresight and seeing how much I would enjoy that, so how's everybody doing? And we're glad you're here with us this morning. I know we got summer kicking off, and and people traveling, a lot of good things going on, but uh, um, I'm excited. This is a a message that... uh, I do twice a year, I do the same one, but the, the premise, and let's read the scripture and I'll let you know what that means. Okay, 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care of how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, Wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will be manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through the fire. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time, for the men and women are here. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd speak this morning. Move me aside and that, that you would speak, that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see whatever you would uh, uh, impress on our hearts this morning. God, I thank you for that time of worship. God, we do, I do declare in my life in this church that, that how great you are, Father God. Lord, and in, 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 in many times it's a faith step, but God, I declare your goodness, your greatness this morning. And I say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what I like to, you know, you look at that scripture, there's, there's some keys in there, and I'm just going to uh, grab a hold of a couple of them. And, and one is this gold, silver, and precious stones. That's what we're building with. It says wood, hay, and straw. You know, wood, hay, and straw are the things that religion and things that will burn up, things that you're trying to do to impress God, which won't impress God. But, but what I want to focus on is this gold, silver, and precious stones, the things that, that are stable, the things that will pass through the fire, what's the fire, of us standing before God, and he will look at it and make a judgment upon it, and, and these things that last, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about gold, silver, and precious stones. One of the things that uh, we do in the church is every six months, we look forward and we look backwards. 
Now, if you've, if you've spent any time with Chris and I, done marriage counseling or, 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 or premarital counseling, this is one of the key things that we talk about that we've adopted into our marriage that we think is critical. And it's this principle, six and six. And it's it, to me, when I look at the scripture, gold, silver, and precious stones, this is one of those, those precious stones that's so important. And it's this, that we take every January and every June-ish, and we get away, and we look six months back in our lives, and then we look at the six months forward to the next six months of our lives. What we do is, is we turn back and we go, okay, what did you do well? What didn't you do well? Usually the list for me of not doing well is a little longer than the list for her. So we, we go through those things, and we talk about them, and, and, and then we go, okay, what do we want to do better the next six months? And, and what we have found is this. That, that rarely is there, are there things that can't be unwound that happen in a six-month period. You know, it, it's not a lot of time that goes by. So what we have done is also adopted in the church. And in January, I talked about 6-6, six, six, and now we're in June, looking to the next half, it's 6-6. Six, six. What does God have? What is he doing? Looking forwards and always looking back. I challenge you. I, I, I'm, I am telling you that if you'll put this practice into your marriages, if you'll put this practice into your lives, you will see great fruit from it. And I want to look back today of, of, from January of 23 to where we are now and then where I believe God has taken us over the next six months so that you will have a picture of where we're going so that you can join in with us in your faith, that you can be praying with us, that you might be a part of what God's doing. But I also want to celebrate what God has done. So the start of 2023, we, we, we said some things, but I want to look at who are we as a church and what we did and where we're going in the next six months. The first, the question that we want to constantly keep in front of us are these questions. And, and this is a difficult one. If you're, the lens through which you do life can go through these two questions, I'm telling you, your life will look a lot different. If you'll just take these two and, 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 and paint them on your sunglasses and look through everything, and it's these two questions. What does God want? And what would it look like if God got what he wanted? If, if you're making a decision about a job, it's not more money, it's not better time off, it's not, you know, all these other things. It's what does God want? Because sometimes, sometimes God puts you in a place that isn't better money. But there's someone's life that you're called to impact. Sometimes God says, no, 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 what looks good to you isn't what I have for you. Therefore, what does God want? And what might it look like if he got what he wanted in my life? If he got what he wanted in my marriage? If he got what he wanted in my finances? If he got what he wanted in my neighborhood? In my job? It just sits in front of us. And I try to keep those questions in front of us as a church and ask, which, you know, crazy. You know, the pastor's asking, what does God want? That sounds pretty obvious, doesn't it? But many times, so what does the pastor want? Okay, guilty. You know, but it's in this place in his word. It's on your knees. It's in, 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 for your families that, that you start to go, okay, God, what do you want? And you ask that question. First, let's look at who are we as a church. 
Some of you have been here a long time, and some of you are visitors and guests, and, and this is for those of you who've been here. You should be able to just rattle this off. You won't, but you should be able to. Um, those of you that are guests, love it. I love that you're here. Pacific Point is, is, is one piece of God's church. We're, we're a small C within the big C. We're, we're, I believe, an important part, just like the church down the street is an important part. 1 Corinthians 12 says this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jew, Greek, slave, or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. There are many phenomenal churches in Costa Mesa, in Orange County, throughout this world. We are doing what God has called us to do in this place, a representation of who Jesus is. And people go, why do we need more churches? Why do we need more churches? I see a church here. You go on Red Hill, there's a church on every other corner. I mean, Red Hill's church church street, you know, over this way. And you go, why do we need another church? Why we need another church is this. Because God is so multifaceted. He, he is who he is that, that a different representation of him comes through different pastors. And the guy that doesn't really do well with me preaching, they go, okay, he can't spell, he, he can't conjugate a verb, he stutters up there and, and he sweats too much, so I cannot sit in this church and listen to him. Needs to go to another church, and that's fine. I'm all right with that. If you're all right with bad smelling, spelling and smelling, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the day. If you're all right with donuts and coffee, if you're all right with, you know, crazy kids all around, if you're all right with all those things, this may be where God's calling you to be. If you're all right with the gospel and preaching the gospel to others and discipleship, this is probably where you need to be. There's different expressions of the church all through Orange County. We're just one of them. That's why we pray for a, a, a different church each month. Because we're not the church, we're a part of the church. And I love our church. I love the expression of our church and what God's doing. Here's our mission. It's simple, learning to live and love like Jesus. Learning to love and li live like Jesus. Just the simplicity of the gospel is the beauty of the gospel of who God has called us to be. I, just each day, learning to love like Jesus and learning to live like Jesus. Learning to love others like Jesus did. Learning to live like Jesus in the midst of others. That's the mission. Now, I'll give you a little secret here. The mission statement is, is tight and, and quick because when I write mission statements or when I do these things, I like to go to the least common denominator in the church. Everybody's looking, is that me? No, it's me. <laughs> I want to be able to remember what I'm saying. I want to be able to remember that, that, that this is our mission, learning to love and live like Jesus. I want to take it down. USA Today writes at a seventh grade level. I wish they were at a fifth grade level. That would be perfect, but they're not. They're at a seventh grade level. So I, but I just want to keep it right here. I want to keep the fruit low so that I can remember. And I figure if I can remember this, then you guys can absolutely remember it and walk in it. Our values, these three, up, in, and out. Easy, up, in, and out, up, in, and out. And, and, and what that means is up is our, our primary, our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with the Father, number one in our lives. And when we have that relationship with God through his word, through prayer, and, 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 and it, we, we come into this place of the in which the relationships happen, what we believe is that God gives us tribes, that he gives us people to walk with. And when you find your people, when you find your tribe, you flourish in what God has called you to do. If you're walking around by yourself out there going from church to church, you'll never settle into the fullness of what God has for you. Because your giftedness, your calling is tied to a people. Not just you as a Lone Ranger Christian. No such thing. 
And then lastly is the out. Up in relationship with God, in relationship with one another, and then out. Out. What is out? It's being the hands and feet of Jesus. The out is this, that you're sharing your grace story. Every one of us, when you come into a relationship with Jesus, when you have that encounter with Jesus, when you have that moment when you're face to face and you realize you're a sinner and that you need a Savior, when that moment comes, you have a story and your story needs to be heard. I don't care if it happened when you're five or it happened when you're 55. Your story matters. And someone needs to hear it. And God wants to use you to be the light in the midst of darkness. God wants to use you in your workplace. God wants to use you in your neighborhood and your family. He wants to use your story because your story matters. That's what we value in this church. The up is the relationship with God. And we believe that God, Jesus and the Father are the answer to every broken relationship. Our broken relationship with God is reconciled through Jesus. Jesus is the answer to our guilty conscience. Jesus is the answer to our broken relationship. He's the answer to our meaningless existence. He's the answer to our worries, our doubts. He's the answer to our addictions. He's the answer to all of our problems and the problems of this world. He's the answer to wokeness. He's the answer to conservativeness. He's the answer to all that stuff. Jesus is the answer, not Fox News. Oh, lost someone there, I'm sure. Okay, let me go this way. Jesus is the answer, not CNN. Jesus is the answer. In that relationship with others. Hebrews 10, 25, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Something happened in the midst of God's people. Something happens in the midst of God's people. It's about the relationship with others, walking with others. And then out, sharing our great story. How will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Look, God has called you to preach the gospel. And I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about standing on stage. I'm not talking about, you know, sitting in Huntington Beach with the, you know, you're going to hell signs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you encountering people wherever you are each and every day. And bringing the hope of Jesus. Bringing the light of Jesus. And when God says speak, you share your story. See, your pain and your stories that you're walking through, that you've walked through, are, 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 there's so much more than just being about you. That, that Romans 8, 28, God works together all the things good, those who fear him. You know, that scripture that everybody, ah, oh, God works all things together. You know, sometimes it doesn't feel like he worked them together because we lost someone or I lost a job or I lost my money or whatever it is you lost or whatever it is you're going through. And you don't feel like that that's the case. Therefore, You've got to understand that that baby lost my track of mine, and that's never happened before. <laughs> that's crazy. But we, <laughs> I had a really good point. <laughs> God is so good in spite of my old brain that just loses thoughts there. You have a story that matters to someone. Ah, it's back. See, it didn't take long. <laughs> now you know what she lives with every day. Um, your story of brokenness and hurt is going to bring healing to someone else. Your story of loss is going to bring hope to someone else. Your story of pain is going to bring life to someone else. It's not about you. It's about Jesus in you. It's about Jesus in you. So let's look back six, the last six months. 
Psalm 103, 1 through 6 says this, Breast of the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all the benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals your disease, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you by the steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed on the wings of the the eagles. I love that scripture. The word that God gave us at the beginning of the year, the word that I felt like God was pressing in was this, discipleship. Now, gosh, like, duh. I just, look, I, I, I believe that God has called each one of us who calls Jesus their Lord, who has a relationship with Jesus in this church. I, I, I'm called to stir it up and stir you up and, and let you know that, that you're called to pour your life into someone else. That's discipleship. And I look back and, and, and we, we built the message series around this very thing. And, and, and we spent six, seven weeks on holy, 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 which is the foundation. Everything flows out of the holiness of God. Everything starts with God's holiness in this word. And it goes forth into our lives and, and delivers us so that we might go out and bring the hope of Jesus to others. And then we went into this next series called Who's Eating Your Fruit? And we did, I don't know, eight or ten weeks on Who's Eating Your Fruit? And all that's about the fact that every one of you, like it or not, are producing fruit. And whether you like it or not, people are eating the fruit off your life. And some of us, were producing sweet fruit that brings hope. And some of us are producing sour fruit that, that brings hopelessness. And we asked the question, what are you producing? And what are they eating off your life? And then... We, we jumped in uh, to discipleship and the mandate that God has called us to, that he's, he's, he's just clearly in the scripture called us, mandated us to be disciples and to disciple others. Somewhere in there was Easter and Mother's Day and Father's Day. But you get the gist of what we believe God has called us to. Holy, 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 uh, who's eating your fruit and your discipleship is the foundation of our faith. These aren't things that we just, oh, I think I'll do this this year. No, 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 this is who we are as Christians. This is who we should be as Christians. We should be praising and saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We should be, be, be producing fruit that others would want to eat that is, that is bringing life to others. And we should be dis- dis- discipling others. That's the foundation of what this word says and what this scripture means. The other thing is we look back at our lives the last six months with others, with life groups and men's and women's studies and one-on-one discipleship and, and one of the most important, food. We love food. We love meals together. Something happens in those meals. And, and, and we've had baptisms and we've had barbecues and, and we had young adults life group and we had men's life groups and we have women's life groups and, and, and we have small groups and we, we have all these, these, these things that, that many of you don't take advantage of that the Bible clearly says you need to be a part of that tribe of believers that you walk with so that you will be connected to them. And it's the foundation of who we are as a church. The last six months of vision to bring new people to the faith, to, to bring that hope to people who don't know Jesus, to grow and strengthen each one of us in our faith and who we are in Christ Jesus, to meet needs in miraculous ways in our community and through our community of, uh, of church and believers, uh, to add a youth director, very specific 
and asking people to get involved. That was the vision when we kicked off at the beginning of this year. What did we see and what have we seen God do this year? We've seen people get saved and come into a relationship with Jesus and, and the heavens rejoice. We've seen others grow in their, their strength with their faith and, and, and their relationship with God. Many of you have grown in your relationship with God. God has met our needs in miraculous ways. And I've seen at least seven of you get involved. Was, it's not ten, but it's seven. We're getting there, people. Part of that, to be honest, is, is on me. So I've got five kids, and, and um, it drives me nuts because she cleans my house. Our house. That sounds rather, you know, yeah. She cleans our house. I'm like, why are you cleaning our house? Because it's got to get cleaned. I'm like, I got five kids. Why do you think we had these kids? <laughs> Put them to work. And, and it was like Painful. And then I'd come, you know, a couple weeks later, and there she is, scrubbing and cleaning. I'm like, finally, she just goes, I just do it better than them. You ever said that? You're like, ah, they leave, they, don't, they miss these spots. I'm like, how do you teach them not to miss the spots unless they know they miss the spots? And you come full circle and teach them how to do it. She's like, ah, too much time. I get it. We're, we're working on it. We got one left. We'll try her, Okay. That's how I am with the church. I, many times I'm like, I'll just do it. Eddie, let's go. Let's do it. I'll do it. And I, and I don't invite you guys into the process. I don't, I don't bring you in and say, I got a need here. I need help. And then it piles up and piles up and piles up. And then, then people are like, things are falling through the cracks. We're not doing this thing. It's me. I'm the problem. It's, 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 it's just like... The very thing that gets you to a point is the very thing that will keep you there the rest of your life if you don't get out of the way. And it's got to change. We need to get people involved, their giftedness and who they are. What did we see God do in this one? Is, is personal, but it's not just me. It's, it, we saw his faithfulness again and again and again. This has not been an easy year. I lost my mother in January. I lost a very good friend in February. I know others have lost loved ones. I know others have been through difficult times. I know others have struggled with certain things. But I'm telling you, I watch God's faithfulness. And I see his goodness in the midst of, of tragedy. And I see his, his peace in the midst of chaos. And, I, and I, over and over again, I see God's faithfulness. And I see the enemy trying to steal the joy of the Lord from people. I see the enemy coming in and trying to steal. And, and as the scripture says in John 10. But, but I see God's faithfulness. I see his hope. And sometimes it's two steps forward, three steps back. Sometimes it's six steps forward, ten steps back. But I see God's faithfulness. I just keep standing, and I keep believing, and I keep standing, and I keep believing. And some of you need just to hear that. For some of us, just getting up tomorrow is difficult. And you need to hear of God's faithfulness. 
And I've seen God's faithfulness. This building is a testament to God's faithfulness. We talk about it all the time. I'm going to keep talking about it. In, in about a week's time, we went from being kicked out of a school outside bootleg to finding a building, moving in, and having a service. Oh, yeah, we didn't have any money. Hmm. God's faithfulness. You need to be reminded of that. See, here's what relationship is. Relationship is, is a continual faithfulness of God and seeing it over the years so that, that as time goes by and something comes up, you just go, oh, no, I've seen this. I saw God's faithfulness here. I'm fine. I'll be all right. See, relationship is all these encounters that happen, and you watch God again and again and again. You go, oh, we're going to be good. I don't know what it's going to look like. And in fact, it's probably not going to look like what I think it should look like. He's got it. Ecclesiastes 3, he makes everything beautiful in its time. From beginning to end. What did we miss this last six months? And I say miss. I, I, I think you have to look at you in the mirror and go, okay, did we miss some things? You know, we talked about discipleship. I've asked everyone in this church um, who has a relationship with Jesus that calls this their church home to, to, to meet with a person this, this year, to pray about and, and grab a hold of someone and, and pour your life into them. And I know many of you have, but I, until everybody has, I'll probably put that up again. And I don't say that to beat the snot out of anybody. I just say that because we're called to be disciples. We're called to go make disciples. The other thing is, is we talked about raising money to add the back for our kids' space. Um, and that's on me. Didn't do it. Again, gosh, I'm over two today. No, it, there, there is a responsibility that I hold as a leader, but yes. So those are a couple things that maybe we, we missed this year. No condemnation. I'm excited. I'm excited. What do I believe God is asking us in the second half of 2023? Hey, something new. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. Grow in our relationship with Jesus. Make church life and life groups a priority. Who's your tribe? Raise money to take uh, back space in children's church. Pray for others. Share your great story. This sounds like rewind repeats. <laughs> I mean, it, it, in many ways it is. It's what God has called us to. What do I, I, I do I... What do the next six months look like at Pacific Point? We've got small groups that will kick off in the fall. The women's have, have their book club thing. I don't know if the men are doing a book club. They've got another thing they've been doing. We've got a, a women's uh, a, a weekend. What do you call that, the women thing? Retreat. There you go. One of those retreat things up there. Um, we've got, you know, uh, and, and, and I'm going to commit to um, uh, raising money for our children in this back space in, two, in 2023. Because I believe that's what God has called us to do is we're growing. Here, you guys are going to love this one. Sunday, July 16th, we will open a room for mothers and babies. Ryan, are you excited? All right. I love having you and your baby in here most of the time. So, um, no, you're one. In all honesty, I, I, gosh. How, how do you complain about babies? How do you complain about kids? And I look at these scriptures and Jesus goes, hey, bring them to me. I'm sure there are people, babies that were crying when Jesus was preaching. Do you think, shut your baby up. Can you imagine Jesus? Shut that baby up. No. <laughs> I'm, 
I love it, but, but I, I want to be cognizant of the mothers, and we're growing. And, and truth be told, I'm having another grandchild, so it's all about me, okay? <laughs> so in, in the room, one of the rooms in the back, we will set it up. We'll have the message piped in there on a big screen TV, so you can be back there and you can crank it up if you want, or you can watch MTV, I don't care. But you can be back there with your babies, and you'll have a space for them. We'll have a place for you know, toddlers and, and babies back there, and, and I think that's a part of the growth that God has called us to. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Will it take place July 16th? What am I going to do today? What, what, what do the next six months look like for me? Chris and I are, uh, for the next six weeks, so are taking a sabbatical. Some of you, it's like, whoa. Now it, it, we, are, we are taking some time. What, let, me, let me explain what it is. What is a sabbatical? A sabbatical is, is, the word sabbatical comes from Sabbath, and it's just a, 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 when you string a bunch of Sabbaths together. It, it's a good thing. Why a sabbatical? To go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. Look, I, I, I can do church. Done it for 27 years. And I'm, I'm being fairly crass right now, and, and, and uh, I don't ever want to take this lightly. I can do church. Now, what I believe is if I live in this place of I can do church, God goes, really? And at some point he goes, you're not going to do church anymore. So what's more important than I can do church is a deeper relationship with the Lord. And out of a deeper relationship with the Lord comes church. Does that, does that make sense? It, it's, it's time to reconnect with my family. Not that I'm not connected with my family, but time, it's, it's time to rest. Um, it's time to seek God for this church. It's a time. So I, many of you know I, I, I'm bivocational and 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 I, I work another job too. And and I have I have the Ten Commandments. I've broken Sabbath. I don't I don't keep a Sabbath. I, it's interesting because you know thou shalt not murder. Absolutely, don't murder. You know that one's not up for negotiation. Okay, right? We're good there with that one. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. All those are boom. But when you go, uh, keep the Sabbath. I haven't had a regular Sabbath in probably a couple years. It's like seven days a week. It's on me. Um, so I need to recenter some things. And that's good. You know why? Because I love this church. You know why? Because I... I I, I, I love Jesus' church. So why the sabbatical? Go deeper with the Lord. Spend some time with, with her. I don't know why you'd want to spend more time with the angry elf, but, um, <laughs> but you do, and I love that about you. Um, <laughs> some time to rest and, and seek God for this church. What to expect? I want you to come with an expectancy that God would move in new ways. They didn't move in ways that, that we've never even seen before. I, I, I want you to step it up in your church. This is your church. It's not mine. It's our church. So for some of you, it's stepping up. Um, for Chris and I, it's, it's this time together and coming back excited, ready for the fall and what God has for this church in the fall. It, it is um, who will run the church? Well, we have a board, a PPC board. They don't run the church, and they, they oversee all, a lot of decisions and finances and stuff like that. But we have a great group of men and women 
that will, will lead our teams in ministries. I mean, you know, Kenny back there greeting, you know. I'm not worried about greeters falling off. Kenny's coming whether I'm here or not. I could be completely dead. Kenny's out there shaking hands and kissing babies. I love it. That's what he does. My dad out there with Kenny, you know, it's just uh, uh, many of you, Jeremiah and, 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 and uh, just go down the line and just you guys, uh, uh, just Joey, you just, this is your church and you take, take your church. We are now training up deacons. We're having deacons in the church and then we, we're, we're moving towards next year to start training elders in the church. So we're actually becoming a, a legitimate church. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Then one of the questions I kept out, are you coming back? Yes. I'm not planning on going anywhere. I, again, I love what I do. I love what I do. The upcoming message series, um, we're going to have guest speakers for the next several weeks. Let, let me say this. So this is not, and, and the mindset of so many people is, oh, the pastor's not there. I don't have to come to church. I'm telling you, I need you more church now than I did any time that I'm here. I need you to go, hey, this is my church. And not only to, to, you know, that, but we, we've got some great people coming in to speak. We're going to get the comedy show. Eddie's coming up. He's got a great word. <laughs> Melvin is a, a great teacher is going to speak. Luke is, is going to speak. And that's not nepotism. He actually has good content. I've got uh, Pastor Daryl, who is on our board, who spoke... Um, I don't know, but four months ago, was coming in next week to speak, and he's a dynamic speaker. Um, and I've got a couple other local pastors that will speak also. You'll be in great hands. Where are we going to be? We're not going to be coming on Sunday mornings. We're going to go to church. But here's what we wanted to do during this time. I want to go to other churches and see what God's doing. Because he's doing some great things out there. And sometimes we just get in this, you know, just our little thing. I want to see what God's doing in the church in Orange County. I want to see what he's doing in Costa Mesa Church. I want to see all these experiences of who God is in these other churches. So we will be doing that. Going, We're not just going to be skipping church, sleeping in bed, you know, Cheerios watching online, I promise. <laughs> Some of you got guilty faces now. Um, so we will, uh, and then coming out of that, we're going we're gonna to start in the book of Ephesians, and then we've got thankfulness and Advent. So I, the fact that I'm talking about Advent right now just throws me because it's like flying by. How are we even talking about it? So what does God want the next six months? What does he want the next six months? Number one, he wants us to make disciples. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. We've read the scripture a hundred times. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited today. We're doing baptisms down at Doheny. we got like five people that are getting baptized. It's a celebration. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be just so exciting. If you can be there, great. We're going to barbecue. We're going to hang, have fun, and, and, and it's just a great time in the Lord. Go make disciples. Number two, preach the gospel. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. Preach the gospel through your life. And I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about what you do, how you interact, and what, what, how you're with others, how you love others well. Go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Number, number three, I'm, I'm asking you, get, get involved, whether it be kids' ministry or whether it be greeting or setup or worship or, or tech or whatever it might be. And we got the QR code. You can get on there and do it, or you can just come to one of us, and we can help you get involved. This is your church. It's not my church. It's our church. I'm asking you to step up and 
Do what God has called you to do. Number four, we're adding a new children's space. We're meeting with Alex. He's the owner of the building and, and having conversations with him about the back space and, and adding that so we, that we can get uh, Ryan's son quieter in that, that place. <laughs> she knows I love her. So, Number five, continuing to learn and love, uh, learn to love like Jesus. Continue our relationship with God, one another, and sharing our grace stories. And then lastly, is growing in our relationship with Jesus. That, that this, everything comes out of this one here. Growth in our relationship with Jesus. It's what we say every week. God's word, reading and journaling, prayer, conversations with Jesus, worship through music, worship through relationship. And then we, as we said, each and every day, each and every day, when we get up, we encounter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Word, prayer, worship each and every day. That's what God's doing in this little church next to a bar and a nightclub. <laughs> That's where God has placed us. I think it's so appropriate. And I look in, in, in the people that, that worship here and I, I just say, thank you, Jesus good, faithful men and women. But I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get into others' lives. I want to challenge you to be a light in the midst of the darkness. I want to challenge you to not just sit and, and, but to allow God to stretch you. I want to challenge you to be a part of something bigger than you. I want God to move in your lives like you've never experienced before. I want God to do what he wants to do in each one of our lives. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. You guys are so good and so faithful. I love this church. I love, started this church with six people. Oh, whoa, you got, a, you got some? Yeah. Come on. Whoa, double deal. Oh, man. oh this is unplanned. I do a lot of unplanned stuff on him. Do you trust oh, Lord. me? Yes, I trust you. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, before, John didn't know I was going to do this, but I want us all to pray for John and Chris in their uh, six weeks to get deeper in this relationship and clear their minds and find a, a direction for the church. And if anyone does want to get involved, I hope all of you want to get involved, please call either Mindy or I. And we'll get you on the schedule and we'll get you taken care of so that John and Chris can actually have six weeks sabbatical. So anything that anyone needs in the church for the next six weeks, we'll make Mindy and my number available to you. And please call us. And I'm going to put Melvin on the spot because he prays so much better than I do or wonderful than I am to, to pray for yeah. our pastor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, just go ahead and extend your hands to them. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the work of faithfulness that you've done in John and Chris's life. Lord, we thank you for the obedience that they have shown, Lord, pursuing you and going after you and stepping out in faith and starting the church and just showing up every day, Lord. And we thank you for the incredible gift that you have given them to, to sow their lives into the lives of other people. And Lord, we thank you for the incredible fruit that has come forth. 
And Lord, we pray that as they go forth during this period of time, this next six weeks, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts. Lord, that you would give them rest, that you would give them peace. Father, that every care, every concern, Lord, will be seen through a lens of your faithfulness, Lord. Father, I pray for Chris, Lord, that you would give her, Lord, just a, a heart of rest. Lord, every, every area, every concern that has just befallen her the past few weeks, Lord, we just ask that you would lift that off in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you for John. Lord, we pray that you would just grant him, Lord, just the, 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 the faith to rest. Lord, where he is just so used to taking on the, the responsibility, and Lord, you made him that way. And Lord, we're so grateful for that. But Lord, we ask that you would just relieve the burdens from his shoulders, Lord, over this period of time. Lord, we ask that you would give him the grace, Lord, to, uh, to, to just take a break. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just pray that you would underwrite the entire trip. Lord, everything that they do, Lord, we pray that you would just go before them, Lord, and give them peace in all that they do in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray there will be no concern about this church, Lord, because, Lord, your, your spirit is here. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for the faithful men and women that you have raised up, Lord, within this church. And we pray, Lord God, that, Lord, people would stand, that would step up, Lord, and just walk into the calling and the destiny that you have for them. Lord, we thank you for the fruit that will come forth. Lord, that you are still at work within this church and bringing disciples. Lord, bring your anointing and bringing your power. Lord, we just thank you for a great time to come in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Love, you. You. Love you. By the way, thank you. As you can see, you guys are in good hands. So we've got great, great people. Great team. Thank you, Eddie. Um, I, just a reminder again today, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm uh, pumping up the baptism. If you need more information, but everything's up there if you'd like to, like to join us. Um, now go be the church. Go be the church. Go be the church. That's, that's who you are, the church. It's not this building. You're the church. Go be the church this summer. As we uh, finish, we're going to, as the band comes up and we're Stay in this attitude of worship, and this is the time that we receive our communion. This is the time that we, each week, um, come together and really go to the cross. Because the Bible says that on the night that Jesus betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, eat this in remembrance of me. And then he took the wine that represented his blood and said, when you drink this, remember me. It's, it's a holy moment. It's a time where you take all your stuff and you just put it at the cross. It's a time where you make your, where your repentance and, and you make your, your life in line with his. It's a time that you're together with family and you receive these holy elements in remembrance of Christ and what he did. So as they play, we've got... Uh, stations on either side and in the back also and we have cups in case you don't want to touch the bread and dip it that's fine um, but but we've gone to this this way of communion so that families can do communion together so we think it's an important part of the family so join me as I pray before we receive father I thank you um, for the men and women here Lord I thank you for what you did some 2,000 years ago Jesus 
God, that by your stripes we are healed, Father. God, by your blood we are made clean. And Lord, as we, as we come and receive, Father God, that we would take all of our stuff and put it at the foot of the cross. And we say thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.